Welcome to the Players First Podcast, where we showcase the stories and journeys of professional basketball players and their continual growth in knowing who they really are. Today's guest is Lorenzo Cugini. Lorenzo is a professional basketball player who plays for Virtus Fondi in Italy. We talked to him today about cultivating your environment, that there is no instant gratification, to have patience that things happen for you and not to you. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Lorenzo. Thank you very much for having me. Lorenzo, I'm so glad uh, you're taking the time to be on, you know, they're there in Rome and, uh, you know, the, the time differential, not too bad. So uh, here again, thank you for making the time and taking the time to be on. Uh, so let's get into it, man. How were you introduced to the game of basketball? My, I mean, from, from birth, basically. Uh, my dad was really into it his whole life, played overseas a little bit, uh, played his whole life. And then after basketball, even when he got a job, he continued to um, to train people, to coach a little bit on the side. And um, he was really excited to have a son, you know, because then he would just put a basketball right into my hands. I mean, yeah. from birth, I, it was Obviously a choice, but at the end of the day, it really was not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah, no, that's uh, what, a, what, what a great opportunity to kind of be in that mix with your dad, like for him to be able to train you and kind of transfer some of that information, uh, you know, kind of here again overseas. He played overseas, and, and that's what you're doing now. And it can kind of give you an idea exactly, of what, yeah. yeah, prepared you, you know, not just for the – for the game itself, but for everything that comes along with it. And we'll kind of get to that a little bit later, but you know, back home, uh, what was your playing experience like in high school at St. Vincent, St. Mary's, which was, you know, which is a really high powered program, you know, storied program by virtue of LeBron James and his time there. Uh, so what was your experience like there? And then of course, winning two state titles, what was that like? It was great. I mean, from the first day I, I stepped on uh, at St. Pete, you know, I played varsity and, you know, I didn't get to play a lot at first, which was good. You know, I think for me being young, you know, you, you come up and you're so used to being the best player. Um, and it really doesn't happen until, you know, if you go through high school and you get to college, you know, you, you get with a group of guys where you don't, you're not the best player and you have to work to kind of, you know, outshine or, you know, get some minutes, you know, yeah. and, and starting in high school, freshman year, I didn't, I played only played like 10 minutes a game. Wow. But throughout the year, you know, I started to play better in practice, you know, show Coach Drew, who is the same coach for LeBron, who, you know, who's seen a ton of guys, not even just LeBron, but like Marcus Johnson, Romeo Travis, Drew Joyce Jr., uh, wow. Cameron Joyce. I mean, so many great players have been through St. V before me. So, you know, when I had got there, it was kind of like, you know, I was a little nervous, but at the same time, I was ready for, you know, what was in front of me. And, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. All four years, I mean, we had great teams not even just the two years we wanted, obviously winning it was, I mean, unbelievable. Um, Ohio is such a great basketball state, uh, really good division, you know, all across four divisions. Had a ton of guys come out of Ohio that are great players in the NBA overseas. Um, so it was just a great experience overall, you know, through, through, for, all, for all four years. That's great, man. Like, 
I like what you said about improving in practice. Uh, and I think that's one of the things when you're coming out, uh, you're, you're coming into a situation where you're not the man or the guy or whatever, how you're going to see it. And you're surrounded by even players that are just as good or better. Uh, you know, you're going to earn your minutes in practice. You're going to get better in practice, even if it doesn't happen that first year. And I think that's a story for a lot of guys and can be a, a testimony to young players out there listening is that, hey, look, if you're not getting your shot right now, you know, just relax, get better every day, and see improvement, and uh, and you'll earn that those minutes in that time. Yeah, for sure. So, what was your recruitment like coming out of high school? Uh, it was it was actually pretty good. I played um, AAU with Ohio Basketball Club and the King James Shooting Stars, and I went to EYBL. You know, was a uh, was pretty heavily, uh, heavily recruited. I was the number one small forward. Uh, coming out of my class, yeah. my senior year, I had offers from uh, Cornell, um, Akron, Central Michigan, Toledo, uh, pretty much all like the northern, like the Mac schools, that area. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny about High Point, honestly, because they came in so late, but it just all clicked at the right time. And, you know, I went on a visit there and, you know, I, I really didn't want to stay in the Ohio area, like Midwest. I kind of wanted to get a little bit away from home. Yeah. So it kind of worked out perfectly being kind of like a good, like six, seven hours from home, a good distance, you know, for my parents to be able to come down, but also for me to have my own, little, you know, I'm away and, you know, grow as a person and as a, as a young adult. So it was, it was honestly perfect. Uh, Cause I had all those other schools, but High Point came in, you know, kind of a, not at the time, maybe a lower major school. Um, and we kind of went in there and turned it around like my class, honestly. Yeah, that's that's awesome to be a part of something like that, right? Where you come in and you're uh, you're you're leaving it better than what you found it, you know. For sure, that's uh, that's always one of the goals I have. Anytime, you know, in coaching and in playing, uh, you know, players and can can have that mindset as well to come in and leave it better than you found it. So that's great, man. Really, you know, really uh, brings joy to my heart when I hear people say stuff like that. Because I think a lot yeah. of times you think, what do I got to get out of this? And sometimes it's, what am I going to, what kind of value can I add? That that was really, yeah, a, exactly. that's a great thing. So, Lorenzo, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome in college? Because that transition from high school to college sometimes isn't that smooth and isn't that easy. And then, you know, here again, four years, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome while in college? Well, I think first, uh, you know, for most, for most, uh, like, you know, kids coming out of high school, it's for sure like the academics and like that balance of sports because it's no longer, you know, you get up, you have to be at school by eight, you know, your parents may take you, you may take the bus, you know, whatever it is, how you get there, you know, it's kind of just like, here's your schedule, here's the, the practice schedule, be there. And it's kind of like your first time really getting freedom. So, you know, to really figure out how to balance, you know, going to class in the morning, going to practice and after practice, you know, still having enough energy and, you know, enough stuff to, you know, get all your homework done and study for the next test. I think that's, that's definitely one of the biggest, um, biggest challenges going straight from uh, high school to college. Um, but then getting into the game, you know, obviously the speed is way different, you know, the, the speed upgrades pretty fast, you know, especially when you go from high school or high school to like a division one school, even division two and three, you know, no division is easy, obviously going from high school to uh, college. So yeah. the speed upgrades, you know, the demands from the coaches every day, you know, you, have, you don't just have practice 
and shooting. You have lift, you have lifting, conditioning, you know, study hall. I mean, there's just so many factors that it's kind of like preparing, you know, you know, to be an adult more than actually just in high school and still kind of being a kid at that level. That's great. Like you said, preparing you to be an adult because that's, uh, that's really just time management. Time management is yeah. the key. And I think, again, my, my goal for this podcast is always to get the stories out that help uh, younger guys that are coming up, you know, to, to really understand what it really is about. You talked about the weights. You talked about study hall. All those things that you're going to have to dive into and immerse yourself in. If you have any resistance, you won't last long. Or unless exactly, you, yeah. I think that's just the, the story for a lot of guys in college. So that's great, man. So you talked about academics. How important were, were your academic your academic success while you were in college? Um, uh, very serious. Um, I mean, growing up, my parents really instilled in me that you know, obviously sooner or later, basketball is is going to be no longer. Or I won't be able to play, or just basketball is going to stop bouncing. So. I mean, you always have the degree that you get in college to fall back on. Um, so it was very serious to me. And um, I actually didn't um, – I, I, I really, like, love chemistry and math. So I, I took the harder route in college, honestly, and, yeah. and had a pretty hard degree in major and minor. So, you know, it wasn't easy at times, but it definitely was a very big priority for me. So I always, you know, made a lot more time than I think, you know, some people do for their degree. Um, and had to, you know, sacrifice a little more sometimes, too. I mean, I can remember certain trips we've had uh, where I would come back from a game, like, late night, 11, 11, 12, midnight o'clock, you know, midnight, and I'd have to jump into three hours of studying just for a test the next day. So it's like, wow. uh, just like you said, again, you know, time management, um, and it depends on the degree, the classes. But, yeah, it was a very big priority for me. So, you know, walking across that stage my, my last year, my senior year, was a very big accomplishment for me. Yeah, you know, when I saw that you majored in chemistry and then you say math as well, man, that's, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, I mean, not to, not to say that there's a degree that's easy or there's an easier route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, you challenged yourself. And I think that's, uh, that's something that you look at as a ball player. And sometimes ball players are looking like, what can I take that just gets me in and out? And, uh, right. but man, you, you, took a very challenging route. That's, that's, that's pretty good, man. I like that. So what are, you talk about sacrifices, right? So what are some of the sacrifices yeah. you had to make to be where you're at today as a professional basketball player? Today, I mean, especially, I mean, in the off season, just off season professional wise, I mean, off season, I mean, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym probably six to seven hours a day whether it's weights, shots, individual work, you know, film, uh, meeting with someone who helps me with my nutrition. I mean, the, when you go from college to professional level, you don't have anybody. It's really no one there, but you, you know, yourself to really motivate yourself, you know, get yourself up in the morning, make sure you get this done, make sure you get that done, show up to your appointments on time. Um, so you really just have to kind of sacrifice, you know, sometimes time, you know, hanging out with your friends. Even I've even sacrificed, you know, some time with my family in order to go to certain, uh, certain camps, certain things with certain uh, trainers. Um, so you definitely, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket, but if you know, if you really want to make it work, you got to definitely sacrifice some of the, you know, everyday life type things that, you know, you may be used to in college where you could make time for, you know, hanging out, hanging out with your friends or, 
going to a social event with your friends, uh, that would be a lot, a little easier to, uh, you know, accomplish in college, uh, you know, with classes being in the morning and then practice after classes. So it definitely is a different aspect of sacrifice and time management once you get out of college and really only have yourself keep yourself accountable. Yeah. So it's a job, you know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a real profession. It's not just something you keep hoping in a sense, you really got to uh, be intentional about everything. Things aren't just going to yeah. happen. There's not a red carpet being laid out for you. You have to take the initiative or again, be intentional and you're going to determine your success with those things. Yep. Uh, that's great, man. Sure. That's a lot of discipline involved there. I would think tons of it. Oh yeah. That's that's yeah. So what was it like, man? You know, cause we all come to, these epiphanies, these eureka moments, however you want to look at it or call it. Uh, how did it feel, man, when you first realized, man, I'm a professional ball player? What was that like for you? I mean, it was, it's, I mean, really undescribable, but it's like a euphoric feeling, man. I mean, you know, you, you really, I mean, for me at least, I have been saying I've been wanting to do this since my dad kind of like basically did it. And, you know, I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And, you know, I had the same dream. Yeah. Um, and to kind of finally accomplish it, I mean, it was crazy, honestly. It really was a an out-of-body feeling, and, you know, it was just everything, you know, from ecstatic to kind of, you know, a little emotional. I mean, it, it, especially when you know you've finally done something that you've worked, I mean, 20 years for. I mean, it's yeah. not an immediate overnight type, you know, you know, instant gratification type thing. So yeah. just, just all those times, you know, all the time you put in, and you, when you finally accomplish it, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling, for sure. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so you said something really key, instant gratification. I think that's kind of the world we live in. Uh, yeah, for sure. Everything's customizable. Everything is microwavable. Uh, you you know, Amazon, you got the Prime, hit it, let's go. It's there the next day, maybe even later in the afternoon. Uh, that That's not how that works, right? That's not how this, uh, this process, everybody talks about the process, right? And sometimes it's played yeah. out. Yeah, you know, trust the process, trust the process. But there is a process, and what you're talking about is kind of the uh, the sweetness of all that sour in that process. And even you know, there's some good yeah. there's some good stuff in there too, to be sure. But yeah, man, that, that's great. I'm glad to hear that because I ask that question to every player that I interview because to me, that's something that I think everybody. When you go back to that feeling, and you reflect on that feeling, then it can motivate you to understand you still belong. You can still do it. And you're you're very relevant in the world, and you know what I mean, your identity and who you are, and all those great things. So that's why I asked that question, man. So I appreciate you sharing that. So, what are some of the yeah, challenges sure. associated with playing ball and living in another country? What, what what do you kind of the transition again? Uh, some of the main things I would say are. You know, definitely off rip, you know, depending on what country you're in, um, whether it's South America, you know, you know, Europe, Asia. I mean, the language barrier, if you don't speak a second language, is, is very different um, because not a lot of countries uh, have like lang- like English as a second language or speak very well or very like, you know, thorough English. So, you know, it's a lot of broken English. Um, getting used to that was pretty different off um, in the beginning. But I'm actually kind of lucky. I, I knew a little bit of Italian. I took it in college. Yeah. So I've been able to transition a little easier. You know, for instance, in Italy, even in southern Switzerland, when I played there, 
they spoke Italian there, so it wasn't as bad. But I mean, like two years ago when I played in Norway, oh my goodness, I was so <laughs> lucky they spoke, you know, pretty good English because yeah. I mean, it's like an old dialect, and I mean, you, there's no way you can understand. I mean, some of the words, the letters, they don't even we don't even have in our alphabet. So like, <laughs> it's just it's the language barrier is for sure, you know, one of the hardest things. But then some of the minor things, you know, it's a lot of like alone time and downtime because like you'll have practice, you know, and then lifting. I mean, other than that, it's, you know, if you're not really, you know, a self, you know, a self-sufficient type person or, you know, used to having a lot of stuff to do and, you know, be constantly, you know, like taken care of, then it's kind of hard because, you know, you, you got to kind of create your own, like, like like create your own like vibe around you, you know like be able to have like your little daily stuff you do you know whether i go to church sometimes over here uh, I, I live near the beach now so i go to the beach sometimes or, nice you know hang out with some of my italian friends but it's just like you got to kind of have your own little like life over here and it's, it's different coming from america where you can speak to anybody you know connect with anybody immediately yeah. and over here you got to kind of like change how you connect to people and figure their way of connecting out with people so wow it can be kind of difficult, you know, depending on the person. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very manageable once you kind of get used to it um, and kind of accept that you're not in, you know, the social norm of America where everything is kind of like, you know, some things are taken for granted, you know. Yeah. Um, whether it's like how nice or how clean the roads are every day. And, it's, you know, you're just not used to certain little things like that that may, may be too different for you or too difficult. Yeah, no, that's... Uh perspective you get you get a, a bigger better perspective i would think uh like you're talking about having to kind of uh, cultivate your environment now there is a vi- there's environments that are yeah. set up for us and then there's some that we actually have to cultivate and uh yeah that is a challenge but i think it's more uh authentic at that point i would think you know you you really kind of uh learn how to build interpersonal relationships and, and kind of networking if you will so that's great, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I have this question that I that I ask about identity because I think sometimes within the confines of the game that we love to play and, and to, the, to the degree that we're playing it at, uh, sometimes people kind of gas us up and blow us up and we think we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, so kind of given all the success you've had and all the experiences you've had, you know, uh, even, you know, even to this day, uh, do you kind of, are you secure in your identity? Do you know who you are? Uh, that's a, that's, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I, I was one of the ones I looked at and I was like, wow, that's a really, you know, in-depth question because obviously, you know, every day, you know, I feel like no matter how much you accomplish in a day, you can always be better the next day or, you know, I, I read a quote somewhere, it's like, we're not, I'm not trying to just paint my masterpiece now. You know, a masterpiece takes a lifetime. You know, I, I feel like, obviously, as of right now, I definitely do think um, I'm building myself, you know, in the right direction as a person, as a basketball player, as a friend, you know, everything. And um, it, it definitely, shaping yourself is just an everyday task. It's just like basketball. It's one of those things you can take from basketball. You know, every day you got to work on yourself and, you know, better yourself because it's never going to, you never should be okay, be okay with where you're at. You know, you always can be better. You always can be, you know, increase, you know, whether it be like, like in basketball, your stamina or increase, you know, the way you treat people, you know, it's just a, a constant, you know, upgrading of your life, I feel like, yourself to make the world a better place. Yeah, I like that. A constant upgrade of your, of your life. Like, a, you know, you're evolving. 
You're constantly yeah, evolving sure. uh, upwards. That is, you're not devolving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's important for a lot of people to understand is what, you know, I like, I like the saying, it says you don't have to be broken to get better. And, uh, yeah. that, that's just, you know, when you talk about your identity and who you are and how you view yourself, uh, you really have to learn how to be secure in that because there's a, again, the game can take you somewhere and make you think you're just, you know, so good. Or you get, or you get the identity of, I'm just a ball player. I'm just an athlete. Like my goal for right. this, my goal for this platform really is to show people these, these young men aren't just athletes. Like they're not who they're not what they do. In other words, they are individuals who have plans, have dreams, have goals, even though they're living out this dream, they're still cult here again, cultivating more dreams in their lives. And, and they're more than just athletes. So that, that's great, man. I like, I like what you said about, you know, constantly upgrading. So, you know, I, I want young listeners, even guys who are in college right now uh, to understand maybe how, you know, the, tr the trials and tribulations, right. In life, uh, how they go and how you react or respond. So what advice would you give young players who are currently looking for help kind of in their personal lives so that they can succeed like the way you did? Um, I would say one of the, there's a couple of things. I definitely would say, you know, at the beginning, um, whether it be with basketball or anything in life, you know, patience is a very big trait that I like that I, I think I have, you know, because, you know, everybody wants, you know, like you talked about instant gratification or, you know, something to come right now. But a lot of things in life, you know, the bigger goals, the bigger, you know, like, you know, accomplishments in life are not going to be overnight accomplishments. So you have to kind of be patient. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, work as hard as you can at everything. Give your all in every moment. Don't take any moments for uh, for for granted. Um, every little minute you get on the court, every every chance you get to be in the weight room, it all will be taken into account and, and given your all into every single moment because it could be your last. You know, whether it could be an injury or you know, you never know. Honestly, so like you just got to really appreciate everything you get. And every chance you get, you know, with every person that, you know, gives you time, you know, whether, you know, just speaking with you today, you know, I appreciate just speaking with you because it's another chance to, you know, meet somebody and talk about basketball and life and, you know, grow as a person. So I definitely think patience, you know, hard work and determination and, um, you know, not thinking that just because something happens to me, you know, it happens to me, it happens for you, you know, whether it's good yeah. or bad, it's, it's, it's good at the end of the day because either you're going to, take it and move forward or it's going to knock you back a little bit and then you can move even farther forward because you can learn from it and, and take it as a, you know, a trial instead of, you know, you know, so you definitely just, it's not easy, but nothing good in life is, or nothing great in life is easy. So you just got to work through it and give everything you got. I like that, man. Nothing happens to you. It happens for you. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. That's, that's here again, perspective. Uh, I like it. I like to call it grown man perspective because when you become a man, it's not about your age. It's not about the hair on your chest or your face. It really is about your experience in life. Your, what are you experiencing? How are you learning? And how are you making, like you talked about earlier, the world a better place? That's when you kind of reach manhood, in my opinion. Uh, so that's great, man. I really do appreciate you saying that. So kind of like for yourself, because a, a basketball career uh, even though you still got a long ways to go, and even though uh, you had some great experiences in high school and in college, uh, what have you learned about yourself throughout this point? 
Um, that was another great question. I was very young, like, that's a good question. That's a, that's an in-depth question. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely, you know, I've learned, I've learned how to, you know, basically translate. There's so many things in basketball that can just be translated to life. Everybody yeah. thinks like, you know, even, I mean, every aspect of life, everything can be translated throughout. Everything is just flowing throughout each other. So it's, it's really cool to be able to, you know, play a game and, you know, look at the film and, and better yourself and then be able to, you know, think about how you react in a certain situation to the court. And then, it, you know, it translates to maybe, well, that's why I react sometimes in life. And, you know, it's just, I, I definitely take what I learned in basketball and um, how I treat basketball as all the other things that I really, you know, appreciate and, you know, love in my life. You know, I treat them the same way, you know, I give them all my energy. I, I definitely, you know, try to understand everything, you know, it's just, just always, you know, thinking about how basketball can be translated into life because I spend so much time playing basketball when life is the exact same way, you know, it's obviously not a game, but it's all the same thing. There's different, you know, there's, there's up and downs, there's, there's, there's bad calls in life, there's good calls, there's, you know, there's, there's great moments where, you, you know, you get together, you know, with your family or your team, you know, it's, it's all can be translated together. So I think that's the biggest thing for me when I understood that it's not just a game, it's so much bigger than an actual game uh, that it yeah. helped me, you know, move forward in life. You know, that's the whole goal of everything I've done in coaching is to kind of translate or, or I should say more transcribe, put it on the wall, make it plain for players. Like this is how we can learn about life through this game. Like I love the game. I love teaching the game. I used to love playing it, but now I'm going to be 40, so I can't play it as much as I'm used to. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I want to teach young people and, and players of all shapes and sizes and creeds and ethnicities about life because that this game is so beautiful in that it does mirror life. Like you said, it translates, it correlates. It's got so much value and uh, – and it's fun. It's fun as all get out, man. So, yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. So I, I ask this question to every guest, and I don't, I don't only ask it to players. I ask it to the coaches that I interview as well because I think some of the things that we're working on on a daily basis, like you're talking about, are leaving a legacy, whether it's with our teammates, our coaches, our families. I mean, we're somebody's going to remember us for something, right? And Or, or we would hope so. And that's kind of what this question alludes to in that what kind of legacy would you want to leave as a player, as a person, and how can you build on that moving forward? Uh, the biggest thing that I try to do, I try to just enjoy, you know, smile and just always have a, you know, you know, give, give my a hundred percent effort, uh, but always have a good time with everything. Um, no matter how many points we're down or how bad of a game I I mean, I always, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's a game and, you know, we work so hard to get to the actual game. So you just, I just like to have fun. You know, everybody, everybody I meet over here or, you know, met in college or high school, I just want them all to know that, you know, I was, I was a hard worker. I gave my all. I like to have a good time and enjoy, you know, our talents or, you know, the, the, the successes and even the downfalls. I, I enjoy it all. It's all part of the process and part of, you know, the build the end and the, uh, the conclusion. So just hard worker, uh, enjoys every every moment 
and uh, just at the end of the day, wants you know to help his teammates out, help the coaches become better, and, and have as much success together as possible. Lorenzo, I appreciate your time, man. I really do. I thank you for making the time and taking the time to be on today. Uh, I know this uh, episode really is gonna is gonna impact somebody because uh, there's a, there's enough people out there that are pursuing to to become the pro the pro player like you are pursuing to become successful in life and by virtue and by lieu of you got your story and what you're talking about. I think people will be inspired. So here again, man, I appreciate your time and thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, having me on your podcast and I appreciate it as well. Thank you for listening to the players first podcast. Please be on the lookout for more episodes on any platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also get up-to-the-date news at Twitter at Players First Pod. Thank you so much for listening. You are appreciated.